Wonderful. Well, good morning or afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. This is where every day you and I, we get together, we get into God's Word, and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2023, we'll make it from Genesis to Leviticus, Lord willing. We learned that, especially last year. Uh, sorry for not being able to jump on this morning. I had an early morning appointment a few hours away, and so uh, I needed to leave my house at four or something in the morning and didn't get to jump on here. Uh, but it's never too late to do coffee and devotions. Let's pray, and we'll get into God's Word. Father, we thank you so much for this day. What a blessing it is to get to read your Word. We pray, Lord, now that you would use this time to quiet our hearts, to still our minds, to focus us upon you, to know the reality of the world we live in. Please, Father, teach us today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, we are at Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. And if yesterday was a tragic story, today the tragedy continues. But so does the grace. Let's go to Genesis chapter 4. And we'll look at the first 15 verses. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain. And said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and murdered him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? He said, What is? What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your own hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield the strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should murder him. Well, we need to ask ourselves three questions. First, A, what is this about? Second, B, what's the best verse to summarize this? And C, what are we called to do? Well, this is one of the most tragic stories. It's fratricide. A brother killing a brother. It starts off so well with Eve, and she has a son, Adam, knows Eve. He has intimate marital relationships with him. He fulfills the dominion mandate that God had given them even in the garden. He has a child with his wife, Eve, and that joy that is expressed 
in verse 1, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Eve recognizes that it was God who gave her Cain, and she's so so happy about this. And then the Lord does another miracle and gives her another son, Abel. And they take up two different vocations. We find that Cain is one who works in the field, right? He he hears what God has said about having to tend the ground, and there's going to be toil and thistles, and he still is going out and doing it. And then you have Abel, and Abel is a tender of the sheep. He's 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 doing husbandry work of, of raising up animals, and both of them make a sacrifice. The New Testament tells us that Cain, though, Cain made his sacrifice without faith, while Abel made his by faith. Righteous Abel made his sacrifice by faith, while Cain did not. And so the Lord not as a respecter of persons, nor because a grain offering is, is worse than a, a blood offering. Go to, well, I, we'll actually get there in Leviticus a little bit and in Exodus about the offerings, and there was a place for grain offerings. The question was not what type of offering was brought, but what type of heart brought the offering. And we see that God it doesn't respect Cain's offering, but he does Abel's. And this, this, grits at Cain. He he's mad he, Cain is mad at Abel. And instead of going to the Lord and asking why, instead of showing that faith, we see Cain's heart turn. Cain's heart turns against his brother and against God. He talks to his brother and he takes him out into a field and there in the field he slaughters him. Murders him. Now, we might sit there and we might think, oh man, this is so horrible. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine myself ever doing that. And yet that is exactly what we are told in the New Testament, that we are not to have hearts like Cain, who slaughtered his brother. And just to make sure we understand, it's not just about killing people, literally what Cain did, but even about having that malice in our heart towards others. This is what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5. Right, if you've hated your brother in your, and you told him, Raka, you fool, you've already committed murder in your heart and you're liable to the judgment of hell. Right, this is what, what this heart of hatred happened, this heart of anger, this, this is so foreign. To, we're only a few chapters away from Genesis chapter 2 where everything in the garden was very good and now we are outside the garden and, and a brother has shed the blood of his own brother. And we find here similarly what we found when Adam sinned. God asks a question. He allows Cain to own it, but he doesn't. He doesn't. What does the Lord say in verse 9? Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He gives him a moment. It must have been a pregnant, silent pause as Cain wrestled in his heart. And before the omniscient God, all he can say is with seething voice, am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord cries out, what have you done? Your brother's blood cries out from the ground unto me. And God pronounces a curse upon Cain for his murderous deeds. And notice Cain 
isn't sorrowful for his brother, but he's still focused on himself. See, this is what sin does. It makes us not love God and not love one another, but love ourselves. I cannot tell you, you must reject the humanistic philosophy that is being given to you today that you are the most important person. What happens when we have a society, a culture that is ruled by the preoccupation with self? It's a selfish and murdering population. A population that will destroy children, get rid of families crush love and seek its own good rather than the good of another this is not the type of language we found when adam cried out she is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh she is isha <laughs> this intimate relationship has been broken down even in the family unit and it's, it shows in cain when he's just worried about God is showing him mercy, right? God doesn't strike him dead right then and there. But instead, death will come to Cain, but he says, you're going to go and be a vagabond. You're going to go and, and wander out in the, in the rocky, craggy places where the soil is not going to yield you much. And Cain, instead of saying, oh Lord, I have sinned against you. I have murdered my brother. I have done these wrong things. What does he say? My punishment is too great for me. Worried about himself. The Lord sets some type of mark upon Cain and says that's not going to happen. Right as humanity continues to spread throughout the world, the Lord is the one who, in his mercy, still preserves even wicked Cain's life. Oh, what's the best verse to summarize this section? Well, in my Bible, uh, I would underline uh, verse 6. 7, and 8. Um, what would you underline in your Bible? What, what do you think gets at the heart of this passage? Well, last see calling. What are we called to do? If you are in Jesus Christ, love, live at peace, endure with one another, live in fellowship, live sacrificially, Put away your own desires and go and love others. Glorify your Father who is in heaven by loving him and showing that love in a sacrificial love towards others. Have faith in Jesus Christ. Heed the words of Jesus Christ. Cling to Jesus Christ. And love one another. By this they will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Is your life marked by love? Or do we act more like Cain? Are we selfless or are we selfish? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you have shown us what love is. Lord, for it knows no greater than that a man should lay down his life for his friends. Lord, we thank you that you sent us Jesus Christ to be that model of love, of sacrificial, selfless love, not to be served, but to serve. Lord, we pray that you would turn our hearts away from selfishness towards selflessness, 
Please, Lord, let us love one another, bear with one another, encourage one another, help one another. In Jesus' name, amen. May God bless you. May you be filled with a joy and peace that comes from Jesus Christ, and may you bear much good fruit as you abide in your Savior. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural Southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.